0: it's time for the only in cartersville bartow podcast brought to you by the destination marketing organization for the city of cartersville and bartow county only in cartersville bartow tourism this podcast is where you'll learn what's going on in and around cartersville and bartow county cartersville georgia is an all-american city that truly is the embodiment of small town southern charm with some sophisticated surprises Today's episode is all about the upcoming festivals and parades coming to Cartersville and Bartow County. We'll get to the food in a few minutes, but first we're going to get you in the Christmas spirit.
1: My name is Jennifer Wiggins Matthews and I'm a member of the Cartersville Exchange Club. And our organization is the group that puts on the Christmas parade for Cartersville and Bartow County every year, the first Thursday of December.
2: So it's going on December 7th. Obviously, that is a Thursday at six o'clock. So how long has this parade been going on in Cartersville?
1: Easily 30 to 40 years This parade, we actually took it over from another civic organization. Um, They had become a smaller group, didn't have enough members to keep it going, or either they were just worn out from it. So, our group took it on. That was before I was a member of the Exchange Club. It was big when we started, but now um, I would say it's ginormous. And so, it's a very large parade. We tell people who've moved to the area. Do not try to go through downtown Cartersville on the day of the parade. It always falls on the first Thursday of December. So that's how we can tell people for years to come what that date is going to be for the Christmas parade. And we have applications sometimes start coming in as early as mid to late summer.
2: Okay. You're talking about applications. That is for people to have floats in this parade?
1: Yes, we have floats. So we organize every aspect of the parade from a permit from the city of Cardisville. We work with the local church, Tabernacle Baptist Church, who allows us to use their parking lot for our um, where everyone sets up their floats or their vehicles to CSX. I'm the one who handles that aspect and we place a slow order request. If you've never done that, Mm-hmm. in order to get them because we have 50 something trains you know that come through Cartersville every day.
2: Yep. I've so it's been a there. big
1: deal. Yes it's a big deal because we cross over those railroad tracks. Yes we have applicants, vehicles, commercial, non-commercial and then we also give out awards. We have judges who judge the float or vehicle entries and then those awards are announced at the end of the parade. So what kind of
2: floats are in the parade? Obviously it's Christmas themed.
1: It is. Uh, we've seen any anything and everything. <laughs> we've seen yeah. a lot over the years, but the creativity is top notch. Um, I would say some of these people should consider working on the Rose Parade or, you know, Macy's Thanksgiving Parade because oh. they go all out. We have a lot of semi-truck flatbeds that are decorated from one end to the other with a lot of mechanics probably one of my favorites over the years was christmas vacation they found the station wagon that was in christmas vacation and then the tree on top and then one of the it was coosa valley credit union And one of their bank employees had the hat on with a cigar and the robe and the boots, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like he was pumping the RV. They go all out. We've had the Polar Express, which was built by Gerdau Ameristeel um, for Advocates for Children, which is a children's home. And it looked like it came right off the movie screen of Polar Express. So we've seen a lot and we're always impressed and we're always eager to see what... um, people come up with, and there's some fierce competition between some of these organizations and companies.
2: So I don't want to give anything away here, but do you know any of the themes of any of the upcoming floats in this parade, or do you want to keep that a secret for people that are going to go experience this?
1: No, actually we don't. Sometimes in the past, close to the date, I will hear or I'll be told a couple of them, will tell me what they're going to do. Or those who in the past have really gone all out, I'll speak with them and they'll they'll give me an idea of you know what's to come. So sometimes we have an idea, but really we don't know until they're there. The only time we would know is if they have something that's odd that they have to ask us about. Whether it's, oh, can we have bicycles beside our float? Is that considered vehicles? You know, that type of thing. But really, most of the time, it's kind of a surprise to everybody.
2: That what makes it better. You know, Christmas, presents, surprises in the morning. So right. no different from, uh, from a parade. And do uh, some of the people on the floats, do they pass out or throw out <laughs> trinkets to people watching on the side?
1: Well, that's an interesting part of the parade. I was just discussing that with someone this week. We do not mind if those who are in the parade give out something or candy but we do have a very strict rule that we ask them not to throw it from vehicles and the reason why is because children will run Mm -hmm. towards those vehicles say they're throwing out jolly rangers and one falls right beside the tire of one of these trucks you know we don't want children running out the streets are very crowded and because it's winter time, obviously, it's very dark at 6 p.m., even with the street lights. So they are allowed to give out, but we just we beg people, please don't throw it from the float. Have people beside your vehicle or beside your float walking and giving out or throwing from, you know, a walking position.
2: Makes sense. So anything else really kind of fun and interesting about the parade to uh, pique people's interest in going to this?
1: I think we consider it the kickoff of Christmas because it normally falls the week after Thanksgiving. And I do think that the turkey deserves his full day and holiday. (laughs) So I'm one of those people. I won't put up anything Christmas till after Thanksgiving. So I think it is that official kickoff of Christmas for Cartersville and Bartow County. I think it is wonderful to see how many people come out. We have people line the streets with their chairs, on the way to work you will if you drive cartersville downtown cartersville that morning on your way to work you will see chairs all along the parade route and so people are they're serious about getting their spot and but it is funny because there are some places one is over on church street towards the end in tennessee and it's usually not crowded and I think, well, you're still going to see the same parade, but they want to be right there on Main Street or right by Noble and Main or, you know, right by the Chamber of Commerce. They want to be right there in that hub of everyone. It is amazing to see how many people come out. It is very impressive to see what people come up with because it's a lot of work. These are normally, you know, their organizations or businesses. So they're doing this in the evening or on the weekends you know, outside of their work hours to create this. We're very happy now that we have a group from Carswell High School. A young gentleman came to us and said, hey, do you mind if we live stream the parade? And we were like, sure, that'd be great. You know, my mom who's 84, she's not going to get out to the parade anymore. So she can watch it online or other people who lived here before or you have relatives that are out of town or out of state and they have somebody in the parade, they can watch it online. And then two of our members, Carson McCrary and Kevin Carroll, they're commentators. And so we have them placed. And then we have the judges also there. So there are so many parts of the parade. And then I have to mention that all of the proceeds that we raise, all the floats, everything All of that benefits children's charities in Bartow County.
0: Visit cartersvilleexchange.com to get more info on the Cartersville Christmas Parade. Ho, ho, ho! What's a festival without delicious food? We've got you covered with this one. So, let's fire up the smoker and grab a cold one or two.
3: I am Lily Reed. I am the director of the Downtown Cartersville Development Authority and Main Street Program. My relationship to the festival is a fortunate beneficiary, I guess. Um, It's actually a third party event, so Revival Event Group comes and hosts this in our downtown and my job is really just to help facilitate everything going smoothly, working with our businesses, working with the city, making sure all the permits are in order and things of that nature.
2: All right, so barbecue and Brews Festival, this sounds like the greatest show on earth to me. We'll start off with the barbecue first, which the food. I'm not saying barbecue is more important than the brews, but uh, let's uh, start off with the barbecue. And are these local people that are bringing in their barbecue, or is it a national
3: thing? Primarily local folks uh, from the region, I guess I would say. At one point, this was a competitive event, but we took it in a different direction, just to make it a little more fun, a little easier to coordinate, uh, still plenty of barbecue, and some other food as well. I got a fantastic grilled cheese sandwich at the last event, so... Ooh, that's <laughs> yeah. good stuff. For real.
2: <laughs> so, uh, the barbecue, so uh, people bring it in locally, there's no competition, so there's no fighting over it, but unless you're getting the last scraps of of the barbecue. I mean, what is going to be pulled pork, ribs, sausage? Oh, I mean,
3: there's everything. I think the vendors are still a bit competitive because people get, you know, they feel very possessive about their barbecue and their sauce and yours is the best one and their briskets better than the other. But truly, we have folks that come in on these rigs like you would not believe with, all of their smokers all of their wood boxes and we have everything under the sun so i mean if you want ribs great if you want brisket great smoked chicken we got you pork it's here like whatever you want it's truly pretty much every representation of the smoked meat maybe even some vegetables like a little corn or something thrown in there but really we have we have it all covered
2: Putting corn on a smoker is delicious, by the way, and I hope it's they the do best. bring that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, is there anything special other than with the, the meats? Is somebody bringing something that is totally out of the ordinary, aside from your grilled cheese, which sounds really good?
4: Yeah, you know,
3: I was surprised and a little skeptical. Um, they will put barbecue on the grilled cheese, but I just went traditional. I'll just have to say this. Shout out to them. It's called Cheesed and Confused, and it is a food truck in like an old... Kind of station wagony looking, you know, paneled vehicle, and uh so it's got a it's got a great vibe. But yeah, we have people. We had some great street churros last time that kind of caught my attention. Definitely out of the realm of barbecue, but still like a fun festival food. So all of those things, and yeah, I think all of the vendors that you kind of expect to go along with something at a festival. So you'll still get your fried Oreos if you want them. Uh, we can hunt you down some kettle corn, some funnel cake whatever it is.
2: Oh, that's the best. Festival food is the best. But let's talk about the brews, the beers. So tell me about how many beers you have, where are the beers coming from? Are they local? And how can I get some?
3: So it's kind of a unique situation because the organizer has a special relationship with Reformation Brewing. He and the founder went to high school together. They're longtime buddies. And so that is the only beer served at the festival, however dot, dot, dot. We do have an open container district in downtown Cartersville, so we have our own uh, local brewery here. We have multiple pubs and tasting rooms, wine shops, restaurants. They all have a great selection of different craft beers, wines, cocktails. I wanna just say you can even get a glass of mead in downtown Cartersville if you want it, and you can carry it around your festival, If Reformation is not to your taste, you pretty much can get whatever you would like to sample.
2: Well, you got to support the locals and uh, Reformation. Is that a Cartersville beer?
3: They're out of Woodstock. So our local brewery is Drowned Valley Brewing. But the event director, he's also from um, Canton. So close. They're neighbors, not exactly hometown, but we'll, (laughs) we'll give them a break.
2: It's close enough. And downtown Cartersville is a really, really fun place to go. And especially if you can walk around with a drink and that makes it even better. And there's a whole lot more to the Barbecue and Brews Fest. Uh, how much does it cost to get in or is it free? And what are some other rules that we have to abide by?
3: It's a free event and there are no rules. Just go wild. No, i right. no, kidding. You know, just, we just ask folks to abide by the, the normal rules of decency, all of the regular city ordinances, but but basically it's exactly like what you would expect from a festival. We want you to come down, have a great time, experience our community, visit our shops, and just enjoy yourself. That's the whole point. Um, and so we're, we're not trying to put a price on that. It is here for the community.
2: And is there gonna be some live music? I would assume there is, okay.
3: Absolutely. Uh, So that is a big component of it because, I don't know, can you really have great food and great beer without some live music in an open air setting and a festival? Yeah, you got to have live music. So we do. Um, Gary, that's the event organizer. He always sets up a great lineup of bands from around the area. And we've even pulled in some groups as far away as Florida. So live music is definitely a must have for the event.
0: The Barbecue and Brews Festival, October 21st and 22nd at One Friendship Plaza in downtown Cartersville. Another attraction in Cartersville, Bartow, is the Rose Lawn Museum. Here's more.
4: This is Jane Drew. I'm director of Rose Lawn Museum in Cartersville, Georgia.
2: So can you give me a brief history of the Rose Lawn?
4: I'll be happy to share that with you. The mansion was actually the home, uh, historic home of Samuel Porter Jones. He was considered the Billy Graham of the 1800s. Uh-huh. Um, the house is an architectural wonder. It started off in 1859 as with three little rooms made of pine. Over the next 20 years, there were some uh, significant additions made to this little dwelling. And by 1885, it had became a very beautiful cottage. And then that was the year that Sam Jones and Laura and their children moved into the mansion. And they needed more space, so they accomplished the monumental feat of jacking the cottage upward and building a wonderful addition under the original cottage. So we have about 20 rooms. We're sitting on about four acres of prime property, right in the center of the historic district. And we give tours most every day. We are an event home. We do weddings, parties, showers, two festivals a year. So lots of things going on in Cartersville. Lawn Museum is considered the crown jewel of Cartersville. And uh, we love showing this house, showcasing it and telling the history. That guided tour is amazing. And during the festival, we will have Dr. Scott Shepherd, who will be with us to kick off the tour with about a 20-minute talk, especially the life of Sam Jones, and then we'll have docents in the house to continue with the tour. So that goes on every 30 minutes the entire weekend.
2: Now, I take it, it probably costs something to get into the tour, right?
4: Yes, we do. We charge $7 for adults and 5 for students uh, under 12. But Yes, it's well worth the money they can spend. We're sort of different than a lot of house museums. You're able to actually go into the room and circulate and look out the windows. And we don't just rope off our rooms and have a tour guide outside. We actually do give a very in-depth tour and talk about the history. We also have the belongings of another very famous uh, woman and that was Miss Rebecca Latimer Felton and Miss Felton was the very first US woman senator ever. Oh. So we have some ties with gone with the wind with Miss Felton. We have the dress that Miss Felton wore the day that she was sworn in and Miss Felton's best friend happened to be Margaret Mitchell. Margaret okay. Mitchell wrote Gone with the Wind. And there's an episode in Gone with the Wind where Scarlett pulls that green velvet curtain down and makes her dress. And all of that scene was written into Gone with the Wind because of what Miss Rebecca Felton did. She pulled her curtains down, dyed them black, and wore her curtains to the very first swearing-in ceremony for the U.S. woman senator. And so we have a lot of history um, in this house, a lot of spiritual history to share. We also have a marvelous carriage house that is open, freely open to the public to look and view and walk through during our festival. And then we have a one-room schoolhouse where Sam Jones' children were educated, and then it became his office in later years. So there's a lot to see just as you walk around the property. And so, yeah, we, we feel like we have a lot to give to the city.
0: For more info about the Roselawn Museum, visit roselawnmuseum.com. Thanks for listening to Only in Cartersville, Bartow. Brought to you by the Destination Marketing Organization for the City of Cartersville and Bartow County. Only in Cartersville, Bartow Tourism. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. All rights reserved.